Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. In our reading from the Gospel of Luke for today, we learn at least six things about Zacchaeus before his encounter with Jesus. Zacchaeus is Jewish. He is a descendant of Abraham and Sarah, a member of the extended family through whom God promised all the families of the earth will be blessed. He is a chief tax collector. He was the head of the local taxation department who had many people working for him. Matthew, the tax collector that Jesus called to be an apostle and who wrote the gospel that bears his name, likely worked under someone like Zacchaeus. Tax collectors in that time and place were notorious for taking more in taxes than Rome required And so they were generally despised as extortionists because they kept that money for themselves. They also worked for the Roman Empire, the foreign oppressors of the Jewish people, and so they were also generally despised as traitors. Some Jewish rabbis at the time held that tax collectors were no better than robbers, and therefore they and their families should be barred from holding public office or giving testimony in court or even worshiping together with others in the temple. Tax collectors were that phrase, we hear that phrase used when the religious authorities say tax collectors and sinners. No self-respecting Jewish person would associate with them. We also know about Zacchaeus that he lived in the city of Jericho. Jericho was along a major trade route between Jerusalem and the east. I had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land in 2011 on a Fuller Seminary class trip, and this is a picture I took as we entered into the city of Jericho. It made me smile to see a sign that said, Jericho, world's oldest city, 10,000 years, surrounded by ads for Coca-Cola. Thousands upon thousands of Jewish people and others would pass through Jericho on their way to Jerusalem for the three major annual pilgrimage festivals, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Jesus and the crowd with him in our reading for today are passing through Jericho on their way to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And so not surprisingly, The Roman Empire set up Jericho as a major tax center. Tolls were collected from people going in and coming out. And so Zacchaeus, as the chief tax collector in the city of Jericho, likely received a hefty and potentially illegitimate share of all of those taxes. So it's not surprising that we also learn about Zacchaeus that he is rich. He would have been one of the wealthiest men in one of the wealthiest cities 
in the region. The author Luke also notes that Zacchaeus is short in stature. Or you might remember from the children's song, A Wee Little Man. Now, in the traditional understanding of this story, Zacchaeus runs ahead and climbs up the tree so he can see Jesus because he is short in physical height. But perhaps that phrase, short in stature, is not about Zacchaeus' physical height, or at least not only about his height. Because that phrase in Greek can also mean small in esteem or regard, or importance. Perhaps that crowd on that day is keeping Zacchaeus from seeing Jesus, not because he can't look over their heads, but because he can't find his place among them. No one's going to step aside and make room for a despised tax collector. No one wants to stand next to a sinner. He is an outsider, unwanted, unwelcomed, unacceptable. Zacchaeus' place outside of that crowd on that day was his place outside of his hometown community every day of his life. But Zacchaeus doesn't let that stop him. He runs ahead of the crowd climbs up a sycamore tree and nestles himself in its low, leafy branches. That is a photo I took in the city of Jericho of what's known as Zacchaeus's sycamore tree. Because there's one other thing we know about Zacchaeus. He wants to see who Jesus is. Now, we don't know how Zacchaeus learned about Jesus. Perhaps he just wants to see what all the fuss is about. Perhaps he believes that Jesus might be the Messiah, the promised Savior sent by God. Perhaps he's heard about Jesus from a friend of a friend of Matthew. Whatever his reasons, Zacchaeus finds himself literally up a tree as Jesus passes by on the road below. Zacchaeus probably wasn't expecting what happened next. By this point in the gospel narrative, a lot of excitement has built up around Jesus. He has fed thousands on a hillside. He's healed many, many people of their illnesses. He has calmed a storm at sea. He's raised a girl and a boy from death to life. He's taught that the kingdom of God has come near. The crowd that is following him now and the crowds that will greet him when he makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem shortly after this will greet him with shouts of blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord as they lay their palms and coats in front of him. Likely thinking that Jesus is a time-bound, earth-bound, national king come to violently overthrow the Romans and Roman collaborators like Zacchaeus. But Jesus stops in the middle of the crowd, looks up into the tree, sees Zacchaeus, calls him by name, and says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. 
Imagine that moment for Zacchaeus. Here he was just hoping to see Jesus. And then Jesus sees him, calls him by name, invites himself over. Jesus is doing more here than looking for a meal and a place to stay. In the Jewish community of that time and place, table fellowship, sharing a meal in someone's home, was very significant. Well, as it is today, think of the dinner parties that you've hosted or been invited to and who was there. Sharing a meal with a person in their home indicated a close, personal relationship. By inviting himself over to Zacchaeus' house, Jesus is declaring to Zacchaeus and to the crowd that this despised tax collector is not despised to him. Zacchaeus is not an outsider to Jesus. He is wanted and welcomed and loved. And perhaps that's why Zacchaeus wants to see who Jesus is. Because he's heard that Zacchaeus is a friend to outsiders like himself. Jesus touched lepers and spoke with Samaritans. He affirmed the faith of Roman soldiers and women of ill repute. He invited fishermen and zealots, and yes, even tax collectors into his inner circle. Jesus knew they were sinners. He knew their tragedies and cruelties and failures and hopes and joys and possibilities, and he loved them all anyway. He welcomed them. He hung out with them. Jesus came to seek out and to save the lost, to rescue sinners, that is all of us, to welcome in those who were seen as outcasts in their community, to bring outsiders in, to give new life to all. And this he did in his suffering, death, and resurrection from death to life, Jesus Christ forgives us our sins, cleanses us from our unrighteousness, and makes us truly good. He welcomes us into his beloved community, and he gives us new, eternal, abundant life, life now and forever, life that does not end. Whoever, wherever we may be, Jesus sees us and calls us by name and invites himself into our lives. Jesus brings salvation to each and every house. The crowd is not happy about this hospitality that Jesus shows to Zacchaeus, and so they start to grumble. Why is this amazing young rabbi hanging out with someone like Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus is rich. He doesn't need Jesus. Zacchaeus is a sinner. He doesn't get to hang out with Jesus. 
And why is Jesus even stopping here? He needs to get to Jerusalem and overthrow the Romans. The crowd doesn't get it. But Zacchaeus does. He immediately responds to the invitation of Jesus. He scrambles down out of that tree and welcomes Jesus with joy. And the two go off to share a meal and conversation and mutual hospitality despite the grumbling crowd. Zacchaeus is transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ. On the spot, he says that he will give half, think about that, half of his possessions to the poor. Zacchaeus was a man of considerable means, and this means a lot of resources are going to help those in need. He also commits that if he has defrauded anyone, he will pay them back four times the amount, which was well above and beyond what the law actually required in these cases. In response to the grace, love, hospitality, welcome of Jesus, Zacchaeus does what the Lord calls on the people to do in Isaiah 1. Stop doing evil. Learn to do good. Care for the vulnerable in your community. He follows the counsel of the Apostle Paul in 2 Thessalonians, grow in faith and love and do the good work that God has called you to do. As I was preparing for this sermon, I went back to a journal that I kept of our time in the Holy Land in 2011. Here is what I wrote in that journal about our trip to Jericho. Then we are on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho, the setting of the parable of the Good Samaritan. It is dry and dusty desert terrain. Bedouin camps are set off from the road here and there. We eat lunch at a lovely restaurant overlooking Jericho. That's that photo. The host is gracious and eager to share his city with us, The breeze is cool on a very hot day. The food is exceptional. Still the best hummus I've ever had in my life. The company too. I think this might be a small taste of heaven. Then we journey to the only natural spring in Jericho, the place where the Coptic Christians believe Jesus was baptized. I could believe it too. We visit the tree Zacchaeus climbed to see Jesus when he came to Jericho. I have always found that story delightful. And indeed, stopping at the tree seems to lighten everyone's mood. Zacchaeus is changed for the better in the presence of the Lord. He responds with love to the love he was shown He shares the grace that he received. May we do the same. Wherever you may be in your desire to see Jesus, whatever your past or present circumstances, however short of stature you may feel, in your own eyes or in the eyes of others, Jesus sees you and calls you by name. 
and invites himself into your life. Today, salvation has come to your house. How will you respond? Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.